0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Monash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today's no exception. We have a great guest, but first, let's say a quick thank you to our sponsor. The Real Estate Espresso Podcast is brought to you by International Coffee Farms. International Coffee Farms grows and sells specialty coffee in Boquete, Panama. They now have 11 fully operational coffee farms and they are 100% sold out. They are accepting reservations farm number 12. the idea of owning a safe diversified offshore investment is intriguing to you check out international coffee farms at internationalcoffeefarms.com that's international coffee we are back we've got a great guest for you this weekend all the way from east texas she's a great friend someone who i've known for a number of years a real expert in relational capital and we're going to dive in and find out what all of that means welcome to the show tammy Mitchell.
1: Hey, Victor, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on your show. It's a great show.
0: Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Well, we've known each other for quite a number of years and developed quite a strong friendship. And in fact, it's surprising you haven't been on the show sooner in many ways. But for the folks who don't know you as well as I do, why don't you give a little bit of your backstory and how you went from being a normal person into this crazy world of real estate investing?
1: Living the entrepreneur real estate uh, dream, right? So I actually was uh, I was kind of haphazardly moving along in the day to day corporate life out in. The, I was living in San Francisco at the time, and this was some twenty plus years ago. And I had this thing we call a job. I had the day job and made great money. I found I was very busy and traveling extensively for somebody else, investing a lot for somebody else, and um, and then I, I lost my dad tragically and suddenly, and I, I had already been dabbling in real estate a little bit, but decided I wanted to leave the day job and focus on real estate full-time because I was a single parent with a four-year-old daughter and wanted to spend more time with her, and I started flipping more and more houses, and then I was so involved in real estate that I I made the decision to go ahead and also become a licensed agent and thought, you know, this is great. What I found was my expertise was working with investor clients and I ended up doing flips around the country. I moved back to Texas. I actually even flipped a property in Hawaii at one point. And then eventually I decided to level up and move into more of the multifamily space and uh, started working on small multifamily mobile home parks I've done some self-storage. So I feel like I've done just about all everything except notes, maybe. Notes is the one thing I haven't done, but I've dabbled in a lot of aspects of real estate, and I really love the commercial real estate space, and I love collaborating with other great minds such as yourself.
0: Well, that's uh, quite a journey. You know. One of the things that you've become known for, and in fact, you've, you know, often speak on this topic around the country, is this concept of relational capital why don't we break that apart and describe what that really means? Because when we talk about capital, most of the time people think about financial capital, and we don't usually talk about other forms of capital,
1: yeah, absolutely. And you're right. Um, I think that's, you know, because of my presence in this space where we do discuss capital a lot. and, I, I was out there, as you said, we're working in the world of capital. And what I found was I was building all these really powerful relationships and collaborating with people. And what I started referring to them as was relational capital. And so I speak on the power of relational capital. And what I have found is really my greatest wealth is in my relationships. And then I had people start approaching me asking me, hey, I love how, you know, you're such a great connector and you're you're so well connected with so many people and you bring value to so many places. Can you come speak to my group on what it is that you do? And so, yes, the power of relational capital is something that I just sort of was doing. And now I'm trying to share that message with other people. And um, you're a person who lives in a world of relational capital as Well, you're very good at building your relationships. And, and I've had the honor and the privilege of approaching so many relationships with people with the concept of how can I bring value to them? What experience do I have? What connections do I have? What knowledge, resources, what what do I have that I can identify and bring value to somebody else that I want to nurture a relationship with? And a lot of people really approach relationships or opportunities as in what's in it for me, right? So there's so much of instant gratification, there's so much of an agenda-oriented platform with people. There's very much a one-and-done, burn them and turn them. And people don't focus on the, the significance and the power of the, the really true, deep connections they can have with people, probably because, and I, I was just listening to Simon Sinek talk about this recently, true, authentic, valuable relationships actually take time, and a lot of people don't understand the value of investing in a significant way over a long period of time for exponential results. And that's one thing that I have spent a lot of time doing and building. And, and the rewards, they're significant. And the, the respect and the regard and the relationships I have with people, they're significant. I'm really proud and honored that I have the opportunity to engage with some very high performing professionals in multiple industries who reach out to me for my input, my feedback, or opinion, or an introduction to somebody I know. And then they reciprocate that as well by making introductions to other people that are creating more opportunities for me to find ways to partner together on projects or put people together with other relationships and other projects I have. So it's a very slow growing, but very exponentially growing system.
0: So when we're talking about relational capital, you know, we talk dollars, when you meet somebody, you don't see dollar signs, you see a human being and you focus primarily on building that relationship, not just saying, like you said, uh, what's in it for me, it's really, let's develop this relationship, see where it goes and somewhere a long way down the road, it could translate into a potential business opportunity, but that's not the initial focus, right?
1: Absolutely. I think that uh, if you approach people with the dollar signs on your forehead, people are turned off by you. And I, I encourage people to approach every relationship and opportunity as though their pockets are lined with gold. They want a need for nothing, that they should show up as their authentic selves and operate from a position of integrity and i feel like the best decisions are made when we're in that frame of mind and what you will also find is regardless of the influence or power or significance that that other person has you may find you're not actually in alignment with them right right there may not actually be an opportunity but if you approach it just from a monetary standpoint i think that bad decisions will be made problems are created and sometimes it feels really easy or it feels like, oh, I'm going to make the easy choice and go in for this quick decision, this quick relationship and do this deal. But I think you would agree that so often when we do that, when we don't take our time and we don't vet the people and we don't find true alignment, that we actually in the long run have more complications and disruption in our lives.
0: Well, that's right. And Well, of course, with any relationship, you can get one of five things from that. You can get, number one, an introduction to somebody else that might be a valuable relationship. Number two, you could get access to opportunity. I guess, number three, you could get access to financial capital. Number four, you could get public edification, some credibility from that individual. And number five, you can get some advice. So if you approach every relationship from the perspective of okay, what's in it for me? What can I get in terms of, uh, you know, maybe a sale or a business opportunity? You're really missing the vast majority of the things that you could get from a relationship.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm a big firm believer in the concept of giver's gain, which Ivan Meisner from from BNI, he speaks a lot on the value of being a giver. And the truth is, it's human nature to reciprocate. So when people give us things, maybe they don't reciprocate the first time we give them something of value, but if we keep showing up with authentic value, operating again from integrity, it will be reciprocated. And if it's not reciprocated in a sooner than later fashion, that's probably not a good person to try to be in alignment with, at least not right now. Any good salesperson knows that the words no really just mean not now. So, uh, but you, you, you do have to just be mindful. How am I showing up? How am I adding value? Zig Ziglar said, you can have everything in life you want if you just help other people get what they want. I find that uh, so many people that I am blessed to work with and know, they are the type of people that they don't want to go at it alone, right? It's a lot easier to succeed in business through collaboration, joint ventures, syndication. We can accomplish so much more as a group than as an individual. Does it happen as fast? Not necessarily. Sometimes it does though, sometimes faster. Does it necessarily happen on our terms? No, because we're collaborating with other human beings and other minds. But the beauty is, working with other people and building those relationships, we are also uh, expanding not only our network, we're expanding our knowledge. When you know somebody else who knows something you don't know, you don't have to know everything. I find that the power of the relationships and the quality of your relationships, your network does define your net worth. And and not just in a financial sense. I, I personally believe it's bigger than just a monetary thing.
0: You know, both you and I have a, a common mentor, of course, that's Nito Kubain. And I got introduced to this concept very powerfully uh, when I was part of his mastermind. And uh, we'd get together a couple of times a year at, uh, at High Point University in his office. And he took us out to dinner to one of his friends. Uh, and his friend's name is Paul Baylor. And Paul was a gentleman who started out early in his career in the furniture business in High Point, North Carolina. He built up his business. He sold it to Steelcase and made a fortune, stayed on as an executive at Steelcase. And, you know, in his late 60s, uh, he had retired. Uh, His wife had passed away. You know, he had, I don't know, 30 exotic cars like Maseratis and Bentleys and you name it, he had it. And he was just getting bored. So he decided at age 70 to restart his original furniture business from scratch. And the power of this particular story, the story of Paul Baylor, is that from age 69 to age 70, he went from zero, from a standing start, to $25 million in sales in a 12-month period. And the one thing that he had is exactly what you're talking about, is he had that relational capital. He knew who to call to get the orders because he built those relationships over a career over a lifetime. And he was able to almost snap his fingers or translate those relationships into new business. And that's really the power of that flywheel effect of relational capital.
1: Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And I love that story. Such a great story. And it's so true. Uh, I love that it is an excellent example of the, the true value of, of your relationships. But what's more significant to me in that story is we can all know a lot of people. It's how did we make them feel about us? Right. Because knowing people isn't the answer. It's it's not who you know. It's how well do they know you? How do they respect you? How do you treat them? Do they trust you? It is how do you make people feel? I love the fact that when I text and call people, whether it is you, um, whether it is Robert Helms, whether it's Kyle Wilson, Gregory. There's so many people in the real estate or personal development space that they're powerful influencers, they respond to me, they call me back, they take my phone calls, they respond to my texts. And you know, they engage with and encounter so many people, they don't have time for every call or text that comes their way.
0: No, they sure don't.
1: And I am very respectful of my relationship with them, right? But I think that what they know is when I show up, when I reach out, I'm coming with value, You know, one of the other things that I sometimes talk to people about, Victor, with regards to relational capital is sometimes people tell me, I can never talk to people the way you do. I'm not qualified enough. I'm not experienced enough. I'm too shy. I'm an introvert. Well, you and I could both very comfortably say that we have a shy factor and an introvert factor, right?
0: Absolutely. Yes, you can be shy and introverted. You can stay in your corner. But if that doesn't serve you well, you have to figure out how to overcome that and connect with people, look them straight in the eye and... And just connected them, you know, on a human level. And yes, maybe after you've attended a four-day conference, you may need a little bit of alone time to recharge because that's natural as an introvert. Yes. but doesn't mean that you reject people.
1: No, you get to choose how you show up. And if you're going to take the time to go to those conference, then I encourage people do show up, do engage, because the only person who knows how you feel about yourself is you. Nobody else in that room knows that about you. You decide how you show up and be present. There are many very successful people that that's their story too, but it doesn't stop them from showing up. I call it turning on my showman. I turn on my showman and and I, I engage and I connect and I ask questions. So so sometimes I have people who don't know what to say when they're in, in a new group. And even if they have all the knowledge and wisdom in the world that they might be able to bring to somebody and make some valuable difference, they're still holding back because they don't know how to start the conversation. And one of the tips that I encourage people to do is consider using Ford, F-O-R-D, or FORGE, those acronyms for me, Ford. Family, Occupation, Recreation, Dreams. People really do love to talk about themselves. And if you give them an opportunity, open the doorway and listen, they'll share with you. I personally started implementing FORGE, Family, Occupation, Recreation, G is goals instead of dreams. I use goals um, because I'm kind of interested. What are some of your short-term and long-term goals? And I'm intrigued because when people talk about some of their goals, it can be a combination of personal or professional. And if I have a way I can add value to them, then I like to kind of, okay, understand what it is they're trying to achieve. That what's their desired outcome? And then E, I really enjoy asking people what they are excellent at. When you find out what somebody thinks they're excellent at, one, it almost always makes them smile or chuckle, and smiles create trust. Chuckles, that creates comfort, it creates vulnerability. And so when you can really start to know, know, you're opening up space for people to talk a little more comfortably, and when they share with you what they consider themselves to be excellent at, you also then know what they're very passionate about because people tend to thrive in what they're excellent at.
0: I love that. I I think that's fabulous. And in fact, I was having a very similar discussion with a client earlier this week where they were struggling with this very issue of going into a very unfamiliar environment with very high net worth people and not knowing exactly what to say, not not knowing how to break the ice. And I think I love that. I think that's very powerful.
1: Yes, yes. And the truth is, even a smile and a and a firm handshake is very powerful. Being you know, your body language screams a lot of conversation and people don't realize that. So show up with a smile, show up with energy, bring excellence to what you are doing, and it will show and you create a ripple that people notice, which rolls into waves. And, and I can, I can attest to my significance of my business is um, almost 100% relational oriented. Even when I operated as a realtor probably 85% of my business the last few years was referral-based, repeat and referral-based business. And today, most of my connections, they are introductions. And you know, now I'm having conversations with people who are wanting to place millions of dollars in my trust because somebody else trusted me to refer them to me. And, and, and I, I take that very seriously and I value that and I want to do everything I can to continue to bring that value to those people and my relationships.
0: I love it. Well, Tammy, if folks want to get in touch with you, what's the best way?
1: Tammy Thrasher Mitchell is my call sign. And the, and LinkedIn is probably the best and easiest way to track me down. Again, Tammy Thrasher Mitchell at LinkedIn. Um, but I'm pretty much on all social media platforms.
0: Wonderful. Well, I love the conversation. And I'm looking forward to seeing you soon at the New Orleans Investment Conference. I'm very excited. Yeah, that's going to be a great conference—the longest-running investment conference in the world. Uh, some of the brightest minds on the planet will be there speaking. So I can't wait for that. And in the meantime, for the listeners at home, have a spectacular rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.